What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He had his gun, so he just swung it open. I start to notice that, you know, the atmosphere feels a little bit weird. First thing he's seen was this six and a half foot tall, broad shoulder, dark hair. That freaked him out. We hadn't talked to her about, like, life and death and what any of that means. She's three years old, you know. So we turned around. Suddenly, there's a whole tree falling across the road. And she was describing to us that, you know, there was a deceased person uh, that she could, she, she could see visually. You're listening to Cryptid Clues, where we tackle the ever-expanding history and mystery of monsters and supernatural madness every Monday. You can find us at cryptidclues.ca for more information, or even check out exclusive content and support us at patreon.com slash cryptidclues. Hello. 
Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Corrupted Clues. I am your host, Taylor, and today we're going to dive back into the mysterious realm of cryptids themselves. Last week, I went into the rabbit hole of UFOs popping up here in North America and overseas. And before that, we looked into the supernatural construct with Lori Frary. So we've been kind of tackling a whole bunch of different avenues into the show. And so I thought, you know, let's get back to the basics. Let's get back into cryptids. Now, Ruben, as you may know now, is not a fan of underwater creatures of sorts, particularly large ones. So I thought it'd be best to spare him the pain of co-hosting an ocean-related cryptic, uh, cryptic, cryptid episode with me. So you might be wondering what aquatic cryptid I'm referring to. That would be the Ningjen I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's N-I-N-G-E-N. Now, shout outs to our recent guest, Lori Frey, one of the episodes part one and two of The Supernatural Construct. Go check those out. Now, she informed me of this particular cryptid. Very, very peculiar. And I immediately found it very, very intriguing because the photographs and impressions of this cryptid are very different. No two seem to be the same. Uh, however, reports, very, very similar. Off the coast of Japan, rumors started to circulate of an unknown group of humanoids that reside in the icy waters of the Antarctic. These cryptids have been observed many a time by individuals aboard ships, both leisure and research, in these local waters. Now, reportedly, these creatures have an estimated length of about 20 to 30 meters, human-like shape, often with legs and arms, and even five-fingered hands, so very, very humanoid. In some instances, though, they have fins or like a large mermaid-like tails instead of legs. In some reports, even tentacles. The skin is always a potent pale white, like, it's like snow, basically. A smooth form appearing both above and below the water surface. They also have this uh, blubbery whale-like uh, kind of aesthetic to them, you could say. Now again, while the waters of the Antarctic seem to be the home base of these cryptids, sightings of the Ningjen have actually been reported in the Pacific and Atlantic Oceans as well. Now, Ningjens rose to exponential popularity in 2007 when a Japanese paranormal magazine actually published an article about them. It's called Antarctic Humans, including imagery of what supposedly was a Ningjen off the coast of Namibia. So, Let's get into some specifics about the lay of the land, or in this case, sea. Antarctica is Earth's southernmost and least populated continent, situating almost fully south of the Antarctic Circle and surrounded by the Antarctic Ocean. With a total size of 7,848,000 square miles, the Antarctic Ocean is the second smallest of the five main oceans on planet Earth. Smaller than the Pacific, the Atlantic, and Indian Oceans, However, it is larger than the Arctic Ocean. And since the 1980s, the Antarctic Ocean has been subject to high levels of climate changes, which has played a profound effect in the marine ecosystem. Now, the maximum depth of the Antarctic Oceans, adhering to the principle that the ocean lies south of the 60th parallel and being surveyed by the Fives Deep Expedition, now, it's a quick side note here for context, the Five Deeps Expedition had a primary objective to dive to the deepest location on all five of the world's oceans before their due 
deadline due date of uh, uh, the end of September 2019. For more information, you can actually watch there's documented uh, events that they put on a television series called Expedition Deep Ocean. So this expedition's multi-sonar team identified the deepest point at a depth of 7,434 meters. That's 24,390 feet. Now, in terms of local residents, this is kind of shifting away from the geography there and kind of getting into the the animals, the wildlife. We have albatrosses, of course, classic, leopard seals, chinstrap penguins, royal penguins, southern rockhopper penguins, elephant seals, ice fish, mink whales, hourglass dolphins. Like It's just a plethora of thriving ecosystem. And one of my personal, personal favorites, the colossal squid which we will talk about later in this episode. So getting back to the Ningjen. Back in 1990, a group of Japanese fishermen claimed to have spotted one of these creatures when it actually uh, just abruptly surfaced adjacent to their boat during the night. Upon first viewing of the large white entity, the fishermen assumed that they were bearing witness to a submarine, basically just surfacing within a dangerous close proximity to their boat. But shortly after, that's when they realized the object was not a man-made vessel of any kind at all, but just an actual living creature. Standing in complete shock and awe, the creature just started to glide smoothly and quietly along the surface of the water before it finally just submerged back down into the abyss below. Now, this was pretty much one of the starting points. Soon after, fishing vessels in the proximity area here began seeing these strange pale white creatures, reports going out left, right, and center. But as expected, just as quickly as sightings were occurring, so did the hoax reports. Now, the Ning Jen was subject to a variety of fake photos, along with fabricated eyewitness sightings. And the downside to this is with false reports running rampant, the cryptid itself was labeled as nothing more than a fictional story. It had a very damaging effect on, on it. Now again, the classic case of mistaken identity. Some scientists speculate maybe an albino manta ray of sorts. And if we want to get very scientific, the claims that al albinism, I hope I'm saying that right, uh, of these Arctic creatures it could actually be an evolutionary trait that helps cold water creatures stay hidden safely amongst floating ice. Further expeditions and reports, well, they've turned up zero evidence proving its existence, of course. Now, it's worth noting, the same notion applies to proving it doesn't exist as well. Now, there are some persistent rumors suggesting that members of uh, the aforementioned research team, because again, it wasn't just leisure and, and fishing and work, there were res or resource research groups that went out there. Just looking at wildlife. Now, there's one team in particular that was uh, claimed to have managed to snap a series of photos and some videos of something out there during a very brief encounter. These images were allegedly suppressed to spare the government-funded research team the basic shame and financial ruin of being associated with this unusual event. So whatever it was they saw, it was made hush-hush. Now, a few Ningen pro proponents 
And advocates also claim that the bulk of the questionable photographs and apprehensive stories that have been publicly released regarding these creatures are actually created by a unknown secretive organization that's affiliated with the government in some shape or manner. But their objective is to cover up the truth and dismiss the whole notion that these things might be real and just leave it like, oh, everyone talking about them. Yeah, they're hoaxers, crackpots. It's quite astounding how similar uh, to Bigfoot that is. But again, why would anyone want to reveal a possibly intelligent humanoid species, let alone in our oceans? We'd be in a very interesting predicament trying to recalculate how we're supposed to operate with boats and everything. Like, do we designate certain protective areas here? Like, it would just be a gong show. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, I don't have much factual basis to back that off if we would necessarily be making those changes. But if this aquatic humanoid does have fingers extremities and everything and it is just like where's that line drawn this is something me and ruben have talked about a lot if you are looking at a bigfoot and you have your gun pointed at that bigfoot and you pull that trigger is that manslaughter are sasquatch so genetically similar to us in that way i mean what who's what's to say and who's to say that these ninja are necessarily not somehow genetically connected to us in some shape or form. I think that we play such a important connected role in the history of this planet. And there are lots of things that are extensions of ourselves more than we are led to believe more than we are at this point of our time, really adept at understanding or really learning. Uh, yeah, just something to ponder, something I've been pondering. So I digress. So aside from manta rays, like we mentioned before, what else could these things be if not a cryptid aquatic creature? Ruben and I have had many a discussion of the possibilities of Kappa before on a previous episode and off air. And this is one such mystical entity from Japanese folklore that goes back centuries. But what if this is more so on the technological the technological side of things, USOs, unidentified submersible objects. Now, they're often seen flying in the sky before diving and vanishing below the ocean waves. These sightings have been recorded as far back as the late 1400s, but one person in particular has had encounters with this, and that's Christopher Columbus. Now, we're going to jump to a quick ad break here, and we'll be right back. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spaces slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. Now, sadly, most of his Voyage recordings have not survived for anyone to read and research. Likewise, his personal diary of the Voyage, where his unidentified encounter is also lost. There was a log that was made, and it's basically a copy of sorts of this diary. And this was made by a man named uh, Bart- Bartolome de la Casas. I apologize. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. It was Bartol- Bartol- Bartolome that noted two odd occurrences. The first on Sunday, September 15th, 1942. And I quote, They sailed that day and night 27 leagues and a few more on their route west. And on this night, at the beginning of it, they saw a marvelous branch of fire fall from the sky into the sea, distant from them four or five leagues. End quote. Assumption? Falling meteor, of course. I mean, however, this first report has become the foundation for stories that Columbus and his crew saw an object actually rise up out of the ocean and fly off into the sky which I think is a very, very interesting analysis. Now, the second peculiar light report in the diary was seen Thursday, October 11th, 1492, shortly prior to the crew in Columbus making first contact on America. And I quote, After sunset, Columbus steered on his former course to the west. They made about 12 miles each hour and until two hours after midnight, made about 90 miles, which is 22 leagues and a half. And because the Carabao Pinta was a better sailor and went ahead of the Admiral, Columbus found land and made the signals that the Admiral had ordered. A sailor named Rodrigo de Triana saw this land first, although the Admiral, at the 10th hour of the night, while he was on the stern castle, saw a light, although it was something so faint that he did not wish to affirm that it was land. But he called Pero Gutierrez, the steward of the king's dais, and told him that there seemed to be a light and for him to look and thus he did and saw it he also told rodrigo sanchez de segovia whom the king and queen were sending as vendor of the fleet who saw nothing because he was not in a place where he could see it after the admiral said it it was seen once or twice and it was like a small wax candle that rose and lifted up which to few seemed to be an indication of land but the admiral was certain that they were they were near land because of which they, when they recited the salve, which sailors in their own way are accustomed to recite and sing, all being present, the admiral entreated and admonished them to keep a good lookout on the forecast and to watch carefully for land, and that to the man who first told him that he saw land would later give given a silk jacket in addition to the other rewards that the sovereigns had promised, which were ten thousand silver coins as an annuity to whoever should see it first. End quote. So why is that important? Well, quite simply being that oceans remain one of the planet's biggest all-time mysteries. And we act like it's not. But five centuries ago, it remains just as mystical and truly terrifying as it does in today's present day and age. Clearly, there is such a potent focus on unidentified objects and our ocean's depths. But is that truly what was seen back in the day uh, by those fishermen's crew? 
I did an episode not too long ago about mermaids and even some research into the wet ape theory. Fascinating topics, and it forms an interesting bridge into the Ning Gen when we examine the reports of fingers and other humanoid traits. But again, was it what the crew of fishermen saw? Was it what the, the research team had encountered and photographed and were kind of shushed away on? However, speaking of reports, here's another one here to dabble in for this episode. Back in 2016, as reported by The Mirror, and I quote, a mysterious monster human was spotted swimming in the icy water of Antarctica in bizarre footage. That's the headline. The giant humanoid appears to have been captured on an underwater camera and looks like it is floating through the ocean. While today, this claim is widely disputed as being a hoax, especially when the footage is examined. So there's people just calling it out left, right, and center. So we've talked about the what, the where, the well maybes, and, and all that. I'm going to play devil's advocate here and say, hypothetically, this creature exists for sure. Uh, why haven't we seen it? Well, like Bigfoot and etc. The primary component is that it's location. Just like Bigfoot has thick, dense forests to hide in, these have unparalleled depths of the ocean to reside in as well. Now, even being 65 to 90 feet long, okay, granted, that's huge. That big a creature can still hide under the water. And for context, officially examined giant squid clock in at about 43 feet. This is when they get a squid above like above the water and they can examine it. It's dead, floating around. While sightings actually seem to exceed 60 feet in length, and I reckon even longer. How often do we see these things? I've been on the ocean many a time. I grew up as a fisherman. My parents and my great grandparents like it's just it's been in our family lineage for a long time we'd always get on the water and and everything and again is this the where i'm from is it common to see giant squids no it is not but it is so easy for something just to kind of saunter on past your boat and to miss it when you think you're reeling in that salmon all of a sudden the salmon's gone because a seal swiped it from you and just is shooting off into the distance and you just you totally missed it and that again seals are small something big like this though 60 feet long yes it is large but those things will keep to themselves they'll stay in those darker areas so descriptions however for eight uh like giant squid they go back to 1877 but it wasn't at least until 2004 where the first official images were taken of a living giant squid by japanese researchers 1877 to 2004 just soak that in soak that in <laughs> then in late 2006 japanese scientists actually caught and brought to the surface a live 24 foot long female giant squid maybe that's the same application here we have our cryptid descriptions and sightings, but official imagery, maybe it won't take place for another 100 years. I can only imagine the number of new species we would have discovered by then. But my point about the squid is that ultimately, just because we don't see an underwater creature right away doesn't mean that it's not real, especially when you have similar size comparisons between the giant squid and then the exceptionally large Ning Gens as well. So... Now, just because we're on the topic of under the sea, I know I've said this before, but I always love saying it again on one of our ever elusive water based episodes. The deepest part of the ocean on the planet is called the Challenge Deep. It's located beneath the Western Pacific Ocean in the southern end of the Mariana Trench. Challenger Deep is approximately 10,935 meters deep or 35,876 feet 
deep. Holy smokes. The best part about that is the things that are alive down there thriving. And believe me, there are things down there thriving. Another great example of how even remote areas and freezing waters like the Antarctic Oceans can yield unknown but environmentally adapted creatures yet to be seen by humankind. Which, when it comes to these sea creatures, Kraken, uh, you know, the Leviathan we've talked about, mermaids, and now the Ningjen. There's a bunch that just keep adding to the list, and I find myself on the side of the fence that is more partial to wanting to believe in these. Uh, again, I'm a firm believer in Bigfoot, but when it comes to the oceans and the mysteries surrounding them, I think it's just, for me personally, self-explanatory. <laughs> I could keep going on and on, but I'm going to put a stop right in there for now. I'll have to get Ruben on to the next water-based episode because I know that he's got a lot of insightful information. When it comes to the Leviathan, he had a lot of cool insight there too because it's such a biblical component as well. Um I think he's lining up a few episodes of his own, too, for the next couple of weeks, some solo episodes, and I believe possibly some more story-based ones, like his Cowman of Capalis Beach episode he did, which I highly recommend. We're also lining up some more guests to join us on future shows and engage in some fun cryptid topics, so you want to be staying tuned for that. Other than all of that, you can find us on our website, cryptoclues.ca, our social media channels, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. You can also search us up on Patreon, where you can get ad-free early episodes there. And should you wish to reach us directly, you can via our email, cryptoclues at gmail.com. So until next time, everyone, take care and stay safe. Thank you.